It's the boy, Bubba, let's come in through Ella Clutch, flawless, can't be touched It's your boy, Bubba, let's Yeah, I need that hot take I need the truth and everything that is not fake So tell me who's Welcome back, Bubba Bunch, to another edition of the Bubba Let's Sports Podcast It is episode 192 We have a returning guest It's been a long time But Mikey, welcome back to the podcast Thanks for having me back Feels good to be back. Well, of course you do, because if you if, if anybody looks at our text messages from earlier today, I was like, you want to do a podcast? He's like, let's see how the Titans game goes. <laughs> and I was like, like an hour later, they're up 41 to like, what, 16, 20? I don't yeah, know. Something like that. Uh, whatever. And if uh, for those that are not watching this, uh, we are joined by a very special guest, uh, the one and only. The guardian angel himself, Mike Vrabel, in the background. The man. The a, man. a still video on YouTube, and he just paused the it. The legend. It says, remember these Titans, and it's Mike Vrabel looking at Mikey like a fucking guardian angel. Because you need to remember us. We're first in the South, baby. Now you are. Yep. Uh, one of four teams, as of right now, because the Packers are murdering the Chicago <laughs> Bears, uh, one of four teams that have scored 40 this week in the NFL. Uh, here. There, uh, that's a lot of giving. That's a lot of thanks. Derrick Henry with three touchdowns alone. When I tell you how sad and like embarrassed I am that the guy that I'm playing this week in fantasy had Derrick Henry on the bench. No. Who did he start? He started Dalvin Cook and Austin Eckler. Which gets to my point. I still have I'm I'm losing by like sixty points right now. <laughs> Imagine I, if he would have started him. I'm like, please help me. Put put me down easy. I was like, oh, okay. Thank you. Who's your quarterback and running back? In that league, it's Aaron Rodgers, who's having a good day. Um, Nick Chubb. And who's my second running back? I had Ezekiel Elliott as my flex. That Tony Pollard argument is really going in my favor, huh? Oh, man. Tony Pollard, my guy. But well, Zeke, man, I don't know if you guys are going to be paying him anymore after this season. I'm ready to trade him. I'm ready. Trade him. Trade him. You know, I, I feel like it was – He can't. It's very symbolic that in my background, I used to have a fat head of Ezekiel Elliott, like from He's his gone. rookie season. And then one day it just fell. Like it just like came off the wall. Like, it didn't stick enough. And I was like, hmm. The universe is telling you something. Hmm. I guess something just isn't right anymore. (laughs) Who would have thunk it? (laughs) I'm surprised the the bottom half of Dax didn't just fall off. Too soon? (laughs) I cry a little inside when I see his commercials. He's talking about, like, sleep number or yogurt. And I'm like, I'll buy it for you. I'll buy it for you. Do it when I like that meme of like Wolverine in the bed with the portrait. That's yeah. that's me every night. I'll just go on Dax Twitter or his Instagram. I'm like, you're doing well. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. Like that one... I saw one. It was Tom Brady, and it was it was the figures like quarterback. I mean, running backs that don't drop the ball. Oh shit, man! Imagine Tom Brady having Dar- Damian Harris right now. Mm-hmm. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. <laughs> I am not allowed to say that as a Texan. 
Come on, bro. Like, what? Who's your team, UT? Hey, Texas Forever. I don't care. We suck, right? Texas Forever. <laughs> we live and die by them. All right. Have you ever? We have Matthew. Ma we have Matthew McConaughey. That's all that matters. Oh, that's true, man. That's true. We win everything. Whether, even if we lose. Well, I beg to differ. <laughs> I was like, have you watched the football team lately? No, there's a, I'm, that's not good for my heart. I don't think it's good for anybody's heart. <laughs> but, um, I mean, if there's one Texas team that's having a great year, that's UTEP. Right. Are they even playing games? I've stopped football paying attention. Basketball. Basketball, I know that they're they're playing yeah. at the Don Haskins Center, but football, aren't they just postponing every game? I think so. I haven't heard anything for a while, so I'm assuming. Did you see that that comment that Dabo Sweeney made? Mm -mm. It was um, I want to say it was Florida State. They were supposed to play Florida State, and they postponed the game because they had, I think they were concerned about COVID tests. Okay. So then Dabo Sweeney came out and said, um, they didn't like they didn't postpone the game. You were just like scared, like yeah. we shouldn't be like for you, you forfeited, like you should have yeah. forfeited the game if you're scared of yeah. that. And I'm like, oh Dabo, Dabo, <laughs> read the read the room, read the room, buddy. I was like, your quarterback literally got tested positive a few weeks ago. Yeah, and the weekend of, he's on the sideline without a mask on, like he's taking it off, talking to his teammates. And I'm like, you you want to talk about read the room? Yeah. Oh man, dude! College football. I'm I'm seeing teams that are like either five and zero or one and one. Yeah, like there's no in between, and I just don't understand. Like I haven't watched any college football. It should have never happened. Like, if not all your teams in your conference are gonna play, then no one's playing. Well, think about like Notre Dame. Like Notre Dame is undefeated right now. They get that huge win against Clemson without Trevor Lawrence. And they have no conference. Like, that's always been an issue with them is that they don't play in a conference. So how can they join the ACC? I don't think they did. I could have sworn they're in a conference now. I think they talked about joining the ACC because uh, it makes sense, right? Like, they, yeah. they have a competitive nature with those ACC teams, especially with Clemson. But I don't know if they officially joined the ACC. Let's see here. On the fly. Because I don't know shit yeah. about sports. Not acceptance rate. Damn it, Google. <laughs> Are they... oh, I guess they're still iron. I could have sworn they joined. Yeah, they joined the ACC in 2012. And no, there's no way they. Well, no, that's oh, in certain in sports. Every sport but football. But football, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, like that's that's the most recognized like program at Notre Dame. No one's gonna talk oh, about yeah. their basketball program. They're they're all right, but they're not gonna be contenders in the March Madness uh, tournament. But like this is the perfect season for Notre Dame yeah because you don't have to win their conference it doesn't matter yeah like the Big Ten is the only one that really matters and everyone in the Big Ten is shitting the bed yeah like there's no one like Penn State's gone Michigan's gone Michigan State embarrassed themselves in the first couple of weeks it's like Ohio State's there and I'm like even then I'm not I'm not that interested in Justin Fields I, I don't I don't believe the hype no I watched that um that QB1 show, and he looked good. And then, yeah, once once they started playing, I was like, oh. The tweets that I saw about the Cowboys drafting Justin Fields, I was like, you do that. I was talking – so so working for UPS, I I go to, like, a storage unit, and I pick up packages, and there's this one guy that helps me. Um, we split them up, 
and we do our route, but like we, he's a Giants fan. So we talk <laughs> about the NFC East, we talk about the Cowboys and Giants. And I'll, I'll praise the Giants. I told him, I was like, I think the Giants are going to win the NFC East. Yeah, I saw your tweet earlier. <laughs> They're like, believe it. And I'll get into it a little bit because we're going to talk about the playoff picture. But like, I told him, I was like, I think that defense is really good. Blake Martinez is leading the league or right there, like in the top three of, of league leaders in tackles. He's a great defensive leader that I think the Packers were stupid to get rid of. Um, but, I mean, if Daniel Jones can take care of the ball, and I know that's a huge ask <laughs> nowadays, but if he can take care of the ball, I mean, they're doing this without Saquon Barkley, yet they have some running game and they're using their weapons. Jason Garrett, <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> uh, I'm getting Jason Garrett praise. But they're they're actually a good football team. Joe Judd's punching his offensive line coaches allegedly. But, Allegedly. but he's he's like laying down the hammer. And at four and seven, they're on top the the uh, NFC East. I think they have more I have more confidence in them over the the, the Washington football team. But um, I told him I was like, Yeah, I'll praise him and then he's just talking shit about the Cowboys. I mean he's like what? Dude. He just like looks at me, he's like, What the fuck are y'all doing? I was like, That's a good fucking question, sir. I don't know. When you find the answer, you let me know. Because I was, I told, I told him my proposition on Tony Pollard. I was like, trade Zeke. I gave him the whole spiel. He's like, it's actually a good point. I was like, thank you, thank you. Finally, someone who agrees. But I was like, you know, it was just nice to win one against the Vikings. That, that feeling was gone. We went and not not for nothing. I mean, the Vikings have a solid squad. Yeah, I mean they they I mean, Dalvin Cook, Thielen, one cousins. Well, don't get me wrong, I've. I think that was a good win for the Cowboys. Like yeah. a, a really good win. They had a solid performance. There were some moments where I was like, Ugh. I was like, that that's the old Cowboys right there. But I thought that was a solid performance. So I thought going to the Washington game, I was like, you're playing a very risky game. And you've always played a risky game, relying so heavily on your offensive line. And you're going against probably the best defensive line in football. It showed on Thursday. As soon as Zach Martin went down, do I crack open that first beer on Thanksgiving? And I'm like, <laughs> we're, we're in for a long day. And I'm just well, at the, I had the I had the seat right in front of the TV. And everyone's just around me. I was on probably beer four. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean... It, like it wasn't even that that time that I did to where I was I was doing the drinking game against <laughs> who was it was it it was the Eagles game yeah, yeah yeah like I wasn't having fun I sat there and for the first time in, in probably a good amount of time I I was I was sad just sad drinking <laughs> I was like I gave this team hope again and then they cheated on me they broke my heart. <laughs> Like, bro, I can't, I can't deal with this anymore. Y'all, y'all are some of the most loyal people. I would give you all that. My God. <laughs> the the guy at UPS, he was, he was talking to another guy that showed up. He was at a different storage unit, but he was talking about his team was the 49ers. And I was like, I can respect that. Yeah. Uh, huge win for them against the Rams too. But um, um, the Giants fan, he was like, yeah, he's a Cowboys fan. But not like one of those. Like he's he's actually realistic. He knows his team sucks. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know what to say. 
I, I just went with that. I was like, yeah, I know my team sucks. Uh, yeah, let me talk to you about Tony Pollard for a second. <laughs> Talking to everyone you can about. <laughs> See, I, I want to get it. I want to get it out there. You know, I was like, if Jerry hears it, maybe he's like, hmm, maybe he'll be like, you know what? You got a fair yeah. point. Wait, how much? Ninety million dollars? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> oh, what else did we say? Oh man. Um. Oh, we talked about Dak, and he was like, he was like, he's gonna leave. Like, he doesn't want to get franchised again. I was like, I one hundred percent agree with you. And I just told I dead ass stared at his at his eyes and I was like, if he leaves, I'm going with him. I don't care. Wherever he goes. He's like, really? Like no matter what? I was like, if he goes to Chicago. Oh Duh, baby. Bears. Mike Ditka jersey inbound. Dak Prescott jersey inbound. I'll think Mitch Trubisky is the most handsome man in the world. We're taking it. Matt Nagy, come on down. And he was like Oh, the Bears actually make sense. I was like, they need a quarterback. He fits the system. Like him and Allen Robinson would be really nice. They just need a running back. And then we talked about like Zeke and, and he was like, where where does he go? I was like, the Bears. Like that makes sense too. Both of them to the Bears. I don't th- I don't think that. I was like, yo, they can they pay them? Well, I mean, all of their salaries in the defense. I mean, you have a very large one with Khalil <laughs> and Robert Quinn. God, I mean, like, even with it being, as of right now, 41-17 with four minutes to go in the, in the game, their defense is really good. It's just they stay on the field twice as long as their offense. Too long, yeah. it, it, No defense is going to succeed like that. But I feel like if you're the Bears, you look at either Zeke or you look at Dak, and you're like, why not? I mean, what do we got to lose? Facts. We're already an embarrassment. <laughs> I was like, at least you add one really good player. You really think that, like, David Montgomery is going to be the guy for a long time? And right now, who's your quarterback? Mitch can't hold on to the ball. Nick Foles, you gave that a shot. <laughs> you gave you gave that man a lot of chances. And it ain't working out. So who are you going to go for? Justin Fields? No, thank you. <laughs> Unless you tank hard and the Jets end up winning four games in a row. You're not getting Trevor Lawrence. Nope. After that, I don't touch any quarterback in, in the draft. Wow. I mean, it's it's not like Tennessee where you can just hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. You just give no. it to A.J. Brown. The man just trucks people because he's Ooh, like 6'5". five. last week? Oh, my God. That's a bad man. That's a bad man. That's a bad man. Like, let's – hold up. <laughs> Because on TV, he looks j- 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 jacked. What's his height? What's his blood type? What's his blood type? Oh, he's only six. How do I make one? Yo, hold up. Wait. Okay, hold up. <laughs> AJ Brown and I are the same height. Shut up. At six foot. He is 227 pounds. God damn. With the way that I'm fitting into some of these jerseys. I'm heading that way. He's 227. I'm like 200. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I get embarrassed like jo- Josh Norman did. Yes. <laughs> he looks way bigger than six foot 227. For real. Man. And then you look at DK Metcalf and you're like, what the fuck? That's a fucking monster. Have you seen a meme where it's like literally him alongside Rodrigo Blankenship? No. And then they're like, these two play the same sport. 
I think I think I weigh more than Rodrigo Blankenship. I think I'm taller than Rodrigo Blankenship. Yeah, and they both play professional football. <laughs> Put me in, coach. Hey man, you're you're six foot. Hey man, put a little bit more weight on you. <laughs> Shit, I'll be better than some of these cornerbacks in Dallas. I mean, look, I think this game for Tennessee was super important, especially the embarrassment that was that Thursday night game. And I remember watching the game. I was like, look, their offense isn't bad. Like in the, in that game specifically, like their offense was doing pretty good. Corey Davis, AJ Brown, really getting it going. Colts defense was just Colts defense is one of the best in the league. It was just the fact that you can't get off the field on third down your special teams miscues. But I was like, you're not that far off from the Colts. I think it was just a, a tremendous day for Phillip Rivers, and I'm going to be, like, real honest. I'm like, you're, you're going to have days where Phillip Rivers is going to look like the MVP of the league. Yeah. And then some days I'm like, this is this is why I hate you with a passion. <laughs> I mean, it's Eli level of, yeah. of hatred. Nothing personal. I just... I, gr- I grimace at, at the look of his throws, like his mechanics, the way yeah. he throws. But when I see him throw an interception, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's, that's what you get. But then, no, yeah. Big, big game today. And I say it every year, no matter how good or how bad the Colts, for whatever reason, <laughs> the Titans want to drop games to them, no matter what. And I called it that there's a game. And today I was just like, I was out running errands. Just same. Occasionally checking the score. I was like, just come on, boys. We need this one. <laughs> if we get this one, we're we're shooing. That's it. We're good. Playoff time. Let's go. They put up a stat. It was like right after Derrick Henry got over 500 or 5,000 yards in his mm-hmm. career with the Titans. And then I see that Eddie George put up 10,000 and I was like think of how much we praise Derrick Henry and I think Derrick Henry is a freak of fucking nature yeah he is an absolute unit and you know he he didn't start off hot like think about it remember remember like right after DeMarco Murray gets there mm-hmm. and you're like Derrick Henry was the backup yeah for a few years <laughs> but the dynamic Made so much sense. Like, yeah. you want that power back in Derrick Henry. The, the, the third down goal line running back. Absolutely. This was like prime LeGarrette Blunt. Like, this yeah. was a time to have that type of guy. And then DeMarco Murray starts to have all those injuries, starts to fall off. Um, and then Derrick Henry takes over, and we see those spurts. We see those moments of what we see, like, today. Yeah. Of, like, him just going off. But then they kept, they kept, like, bouncing between the both of them. And then he finally took the starting job, and we're like... Man, Derrick Henry's really good. And now, like four or five years later, we're like, Derrick Henry can't be stopped. Nope. Like he's <laughs> he's not stopping anytime soon. And I am I am just waiting. And I, I know this is a bad thing, but I'm waiting for the day that it's just it's not gonna happen anymore. Like yeah, we reach that I mean, point with running backs to where it's like Yeah, I mean they take so many hits, you can only take so many. But I mean when you lay down those hits like you're Derrick Henry. You, you add a few years to your, your yeah, NFL career. for sure. But that that's my thing, and getting back to it, it's like, 
he he had a few years where he didn't get all those snaps, but now it's been like a consistent four or five years of him getting all of them. Mm-hmm. And he's not even halfway through what Eddie George did. Yeah. Like that was the man. That was that was before my time, but I looked at that that graphic and I was like Huh? Hey, George, is the man. Hey, George <laughs> man. And then, oh, that that brings me up another point. This is one last thing before we get into the playoff picture. I was talking to the UPS guy, and I was like, "Imagine if Saquon played around the time that Jim Brown did, <laughs> or Derrick Henry." Yeah. I I think Jim Brown is one of the most honorable and uh, like forgotten. NFL players in the history like he is a monster he put up big numbers and in that time he was so ahead of his time he was transcendent to that position to his culture and to the sport but he also played against athletes at that time (laughs) that are smaller than me yeah so imagine absolutely unit so imagine if Saquon or Derrick Henry played back then. Be ridiculous numbers, man. Because we were just talking about, like, who's the greatest, like, running back of all time. And then we were talking about, like, Emmitt Smith. I was like, look, Emmitt Smith is not, ta- like, that level of athleticism, of talent, compared to what I, I think in other guys. Like, I think Walter Payne and Barry Sanders yeah. are, are two of the best to ever do it. And then we brought up Jim Brown. Like, no disrespect to him, but it was just a different time. Yeah, and then I was just like, just, just Quadzilla, just Quadzilla, say, say Quad Barkley, in the sixties, seventies. Yeah, he would have gone down as a greatest. He he'd go to jail for murder. <laughs> it wouldn't be close. <laughs> like black and white film, I'd be like, those quads look amazing. Those quads still look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about some play, like some playoffs uh, or playoff picture, I should say. Playoff picture, uh, sir. Would you like to do the AFC or the NFC first? It's your show. You go ahead and pick where we're starting. Oh, shit, it is. I'm cursing a lot in this. I don't care. I mean, whatever. I think I do a fairly good job of the other podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't take this seriously. <laughs> I'm just messing around. Uh, let's start with the AFC. I'm on the page. Look, I I think the AFC is going to be way more fun to watch than the NFC this year. And after the afternoon games, and I saw the playoff picture where Baltimore is now out, and they're in the hunt. Yeah. Considering that they were projected to go, like, undefeated at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I... I am so intrigued by this <laughs> because we have the obvious like Pittsburgh Steelers who are ten and zero. Who knows if they're going to play a game this week? Right. Oh, oh, uh, oh by the way, um, I like to announce that Mikey is going to be the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos next week. Congratulations, sir! <laughs> or are you going to be on the Baltimore Ravens because everyone on that roster is on the COVID list? <laughs> so, congrats! I hope that you fill in the shoes for Lamar Jackson. You got some agility. I'm pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, low center of gravity. Yeah, that's a fact. I won't be able to see over my own line, but it's okay. Kyler Murray does it. 
<laughs> if you run like Kyler Murray, I'm like, that's an MVP right there. <laughs> I, I just love those, like, comments or quotes. That's like, Kyler Murray looks like he's running away from his parents after, <laughs> before a whooping. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Someone did a comparison. It's like Marvel heroes compared to NFL players. And Kyler Murray was Ant-Man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> I mean, size comparison was. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we have Pittsburgh at 10-0. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, from, from what I hear from a lot of people around me, they're not they're not sold on Pittsburgh. It's because their schedule is shit. It's literal cake. <clears throat> their biggest competitions have been us and the Ravens. <clears throat> the rest of their schedule, cake. Did they win those games, though? Yeah. Conversation ended. But I'm saying, like, damn, we had that schedule. Look, when you look at this team, they have the ingredients. No, don't get me wrong. Fantastic squad. And you can't blame them for the schedule, right? I can't eat. No, they got. That's the schedule they got drawn this year. I'm excited to see what playoffs when it happens. I feel like that mental aspect of, like, of we're winning all the time, we're super confident, no one can really beat us, is a dangerous game to play. And we've seen it multiple times on number one seeds, number two seeds, to where they yeah. get that bye or they get the home field advantage and they're like, oh, we got to play a seven and nine wildcard team? Get out of yeah. here. Right? Cake, and then they get upset. <laughs> and then it's easily like, boom, like one Sunday, you play bad. And that's where it's kind of teeter tottering for the Steelers. Now, the ingredients that I'm seeing, though, is a perfect formula for a great football team, not to the same level as, like, the New England Patriots back in, like, 20 or 2007, 2008, but I'm seeing a a team that can score a lot of points because they have so many weapons, have a great offensive line, um, their defense can create turnovers, they have the highest turnover margin in football, or second best in football. I think someone overtake uh, t- Dude, took them. Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick. I don't think safeties are talked about enough in this league of how important they are. And I feel like last year's Kansas City Chiefs secondary was a huge part of them winning oh, last year. Honey Badger? Oh, baby. I mean, that, that was a stellar performance in the playoffs in those last few games for that secondary, especially Tyron Matthew. Who deserves it? I mean, the guy yes. has been... What a story, man. He absolutely love where he's come from and where he is now. But, I mean, even his former team with the Arizona Cardinals, Buda Baker, balling out. Minka Fitzpatrick, who I fucking... I hate that the Cowboys passed on him. Uh, Jamal Adams is making that secondary at least somewhat competitive with the Seahawks. Yeah. And, like, even, like, in Miami, like, right now, uh, Xavier Howard... And, I mean, some of those young guys are coming out of the draft. Mm. Grant Delpit, Xavier McKinney, and Antoine Winfield Jr. Like, I love these, like, safeties. They're just like, just put me anywhere, and I will make a play happen. Love it. Absolutely love it. So, not only with that secondary that has, like, Joe Hayden as well. Love it. But that front seven, so physical. Bud Dupree, balling out. They're so physical. And, of course, you have the veteran, Mike Tomlin, yeah. who, uh, surprisingly, 
is on the hottest streak that he's had since joining the Pittsburgh Steelers, but credit to him because he, he is a well-respected guy. I mean, he's never had a losing season. Never. And it, he's such a culture, like, he's so perfect for the culture in Pittsburgh. Yep. Like, he is tough-nosed. He is brutally honest. He won't take no for an answer. And we've seen some of those players that don't really want to be in that system, Antonio Brown, but yeah. <laughs> everyone else seems to get it. Yep. You, you can have your fun. You can have your swagger. But you need to back it up. Yeah. And they're backing it up. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, they have to face a wild card team. It's not going to be easy. No. I think the only team they've really underestimated is the Cowboys. Like, they went to that game saying, uh, yeah. Gary Gilbert, like, why should we worry about that? Yeah. And then they were just like, oh, okay. Gave him a run for a bit. <laughs> Yay. Cool. <laughs> uh, I mean. I mean, one of our friends was very much like, oh, we gave him a run. And I was like, please <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> and that was the exact meme <laughs> I just sat there I was like because my mom said the same exact thing she was like well you gotta be proud of them they played really well they give them a run for their money I'm like they should have won that game like there's no moral victory it's like yeah there's no like hey we did great <laughs> congratulations like it's like you you train for a boxing fight and uh you know and hyped it up as a, a really good matchup, and then you obviously won the fight. And at the end, they say it's a draw. <laughs> it's like, yeah, who wants that? God, that was fucking terrible. Yeah, I I hate boxing. I absolutely Dude, hate boxing. When you tweeted that, I was like, thank you, because oh my god, I get it. It's points. It's it's whatever. It's strategy. It's a patient game. I just want to see someone go to sleep in my hand-to-hand combat. Sorry. I don't think Nate Robinson can say the same. <laughs> Poor Nate, man. I'm like, yo, you're an NBA legend. Is money that strapped? Like, come on, bro. No, I think it was a personal thing. I, I mean, I never, I didn't follow all this. So had they been talking to each other this whole time? Or well, Jake Paul's a dumbass. Well, I know the Paul brothers are two gigantic dumbasses. But... So I feel like like Nate's just like, I want to put you in your place. Well, well Nate. I mean, Jake's a fucking unit, though. Like... Jake, okay, I know it's against a guy that had no boxing experience. And really, yeah. when you watch that fight, it's like, dear God, this is an embarrassment to the sport. But Jake actually, like, he, he has some fundamentals. Yeah. I wasn't that, like, upset with how he fought. Like, Nate just hugged him the entire time. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Imagine paying $50 for that fight. <laughs> Could never be me. Could never be me. I saw it on Twitter, like, 30 minutes later. Oh, I mean, you, you saw the whole Nate Robinson fight in about a minute. I mean, that's all I needed. <laughs> um... But I, I'm just, whatever. He's calling out Conor McGregor after the fight. I'm like, no, you'll no, get it rinsed, no, boy. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> ah, whatever. I UFC is so much better, in my opinion. Because that's where the real fight starts. Is like when they start hugging each other. Just hit him with that. Yeah, then you're like quick Ooh. shoulder. The like dirty boxing. Like Conor McGregor. But over here, Mike Tyson has a moral victory. Here's your participation trophy, it's Iron Mike Tyson. 
It's for charity. Whatever. <laughs> Knock him the fuck out. I know, the rules on that fight. No knockouts. As soon as one of them gets a cut, the fight's over. Wait, is that true? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. As soon as one of them would have got a cut, the fight was going to be over. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. How's that taste? Like vinegar. <laughs> I'm physically sick. Yeah. It yeah, might be I the McDonald's, that. but it's also the, that boxing fight. Yeah. When I read that, I was like, yeah, that's stupid. Oh, my God. Back to playoffs. Back to playoffs. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Pittsburgh at one. Uh, so, are you, are you buying or selling the, the Steelers? I'll buy. I'll give them that. <laughs> As you wear the Tennessee Titans. Hey, but they're going to have to see us. They're going to have to see us. For Honestly, honestly, it's going to be us. Pittsburgh, Kansas City. Whoever makes it out of that fight. Hmm. hmm. I'm. I'm not gonna not disagree. Gonna I'm not gonna disagree with you because I understand where you're coming from, but I, I think I think there's some some uh, some hard hitters late in that playoff picture. Um, I was trying to see the Tennessee Titans Steelers score on like the stats, but whatever. A win's a win for the Steelers. It was close. Let's just say that. I think if that matched up again, I, th- I think it's... I think by then the Tennessee Titans will have a better understanding of what their defense is because, I mean, they've gone a few weeks without J.D. Von Clowney, uh, and they're oh, still... You said that name. Interesting. Anyways. Jadavion Clowney? I was, at first, I was like, who are you talking about? <laughs> what, what did you hear? The way you say Jadavion, I was like... I didn't, I didn't compute. And then you said Clowney. I was like, that's what he's talking about. Ah, that man. <laughs> um, but they've gotten rid of a few guys. I was honestly surprised of their departures a few weeks Our ago. Our secondary has finally come into their own for a while there. I was just like, God bless. That was rough. We're just getting burnt on deep balls, man. But finally, we're, we're here. We're here. I mean, this was, this is what I love about the Tennessee Titans is that their coach is going to get at them a lot farther than most other teams with this talent. It's like, I see some of those plays where Mike, Mike Vrabel is just like out coaching the yeah. time, the other team, like he's so smart and it's just coming from that new England Patriots culture and that time with them. And I'm like, this, when he build, build, Oh, he build, build. And I was like, this is exactly what you want out of the coaching tree of Belichick that you never got with, with Matt Patricia, with some of those other coaches coming off that tree, like who knows? Whenever Josh McDaniels decides to go on and try something new with a head coaching job, whenever he goes to whatever team he goes to, I'm gonna feel like I don't see it. I don't feel like we're gonna get that level of what Mike Vrabel's doing in Tennessee because he is that little smirk that he does. Yeah, yeah. And then when he did it against Bills, like this is perfect. This is the perfect coach for Tennessee. I love it. Just and a unit too. Oh, that's a nice chin. Nice little gray hair. It's coming in, but nicely. A little sexy stubble. Silver fox. Mmm. Delicious. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Someone else that I would kiss on the mouth. Andy Reid. 
Just want to feel that mustache one time. I want to feel that mustache a little bit, yeah. you know? And whatever mask he's wearing. Let me get under that visor a little bit, Andy. Before no visor this week. He had a, <laughs> Oh, did he not? I didn't watch the game. He had a weird mask that only covered, like, not the full, like, the full, like, beard area. It only covered, like, it looked like a bulge. It, it didn't look good, but it worked because he had, like, the microphone under it. <laughs> but it didn't matter because you just got to oh. throw it to Tyree Kill. Dude, my God. Was the first half he already had 200 receiving yards? He had 203 yards after the first quarter. First quarter? The first quarter. He was on pace to to, <laughs> to have 800 receiving yards. <laughs> and then he does a backflip Back after his second end, touchdown <laughs> while there's a Buccaneers defender two feet away from him. The absolute disrespect of this man. But it's okay. Because they're they can't stop you, so what are you gonna do about it? Um, but I I mean Patrick Mahomes is winning the MVP, right? Yep. Now I, I, I don't I, think it's close. Dude, in the beginning of the season, I was like, yes, Russ, yes, we're back. And then he really was making a case in the beginning of the season. That what's happening in C- Seattle? is a perfect example of when a quarterback is trying to do too much. He he is, from what he did earlier in the season to now, it's like I don't feel like much has changed. I think it's just the mental aspect of like, I know I need to score more points yeah. because my defense ain't going to stop anybody. There's not that confidence in his, in his secondary or in, in general in his defense. So he's like forcing balls down the field. And... Like, in past years, like, he would just throw, like, ridiculous passes, and you're like, what? how does that make sense? Like, yeah. why would you do that? But it worked because you had that confidence knowing, like, I'll get the ball back. I'll get more possessions out yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah. But now it's just, that's not the case. Yeah. And, I mean, they've been playing good these last couple of weeks. Their defense actually showed up against Arizona. And yeah. they're playing Philly this week. Congrats. Yeah. You already scored 40 points. <laughs> but... I think but now no, it's just like I, you're yeah, overthinking I, it. Yeah, but not, no, I agree with you. Now it's just a clear path for Patty Holmes. Well, Patrick's just doing what he's doing. Like he's he just playing. He whatever he wants. <laughs> like he actually knows how to read coverages now, and you saw that today. <laughs> but that's still so wild to me, bro. MVP, and he's like, "Yeah, I just started learning how to read coverages." <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the conversation because everyone's like, "Like, what?" Really? He's like, yeah. It's like Steph Curry being like, you know what? I needed glasses. <laughs> no, imagine imagine just Steph Curry came out and said, I actually learned how to shoot. Yeah. Huh? What do, what do you call that that you've been doing? Just throwing the ball at me. <laughs> it kind of looks like it, to be honest. <laughs> but he's like, I actually have form now. Like, um, yeah. yeah, no, we're, we're going to ban you from the league. <laughs> It'll be too unfair. Yeah, Patty uh, Holmes, Showtime, and I hate to say it, but wreck him. Because <laughs> our good friend Andrew Mitchell reminds me every time. He's a Pittsburgh fan, mind you. But you never know that. You think he's a he's a Chiefs fan, the way he just hypes up Patty Holmes, with good reason. <laughs> I mean, think about it. It's like at Texas Tech, I mean, they they would score on average 40 to 50. Yeah. And it was like a showcase. If they go against Baylor, against Oklahoma State, 
and it's a Saturday afternoon, you, you're taking the over. You're yeah. never taking the under. Never taking the under. They never did anything at Texas Tech. And Cliff Kingsbury, who's coaching the Arizona Cars right now and having a good year, yep. had Patrick Mahomes before any injuries, like before like a dislocated kneecap, before yeah. the, the wrist injury that he had late in his career mm-hmm. or at Texas Tech. And you mean to tell me you never had like a winning record or right. a significant <laughs> bowl game victory with yeah. the possibly the greatest quarterback of all time? <laughs> Like, that doesn't make sense to me. But, but they, both, they both moved on or doing better. Hey, I mean, he didn't know coverages. That's why. That, <laughs> I just figured that out. Uh, at <laughs> number two seed in the AFC is the Kansas City Chiefs, 10-1. and one. And, uh, oh, they play Denver next. Fun. Yay. Good, good luck. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> we got this. Hey. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a look right at the honey badger and be like... <laughs> <laughs> Just go through your progressions. <laughs> Take the simple like dump pass. Just Dude, check down, check downs all day. Check downs, Melvin Gordon, Jerry <laughs> Judy. Just, just throw it somewhere. He'll he's down there. <laughs> he's a good route runner. But uh, I, Kansas City, is the obvious number one seed as far as complete teams. And I mean, they're only one game off of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who did they drop a game to? The Raiders. Oh wow, that's right. Which. That's right. I mean, we'll get into. Which we'll get into it. But, um, like, even last week in the Sunday night matchup against the Raiders, like, the Raiders played really well. And I feel like it's just, like, we saw a lot this week where the divisional matchups just always have a little different look. Like, no matter what your record is, as long as you yeah. win those games, yeah, then your season's kind of like, okay, we're, in go- we're yeah, going to go. We're okay. Direction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like a team like Denver or – like the Chargers, like they, they, like the Chargers competed very well against the Chiefs in that first matchup. And considering that Justin Herbert literally went into the game two minutes before the game actually started, and they took him to overtime, I'm like, yeah, it's it's divisional matchups. Can we talk about this poor kid for a little bit? Absolutely, because uh, they're at the bottom, having... so we're not talking about them. He should be having the season of his life, and the fourth quarter just evades them. You you want to talk about? Like quarterbacks that put you in the right position. Position to win. Position to win. And we're talking about a guy that has done that every week. Every week. I I looked it up. What was it? Last year they had, other than two games, or three games, two of them were, were like blowouts, so they really didn't matter. And I think there was another one, but I can't think. So it was either two or three games. Other than those two or three games... They lost by one possession or less. Yep. And then this year, I I, I think it's the same exact thing. Like it's same one or two games, thing. and then everything else is like by a slight margin. That's all I hope is that the experts just know that Justin Herbert is doing his job. He, he's the obvious favorite to win <laughs> Offensive Rookie of the Year now yep. that Joe Burrow's out. Dude, and another just sad story. <laughs> Poor Joe, man. Like, my God. Doing good things with the bungles. <laughs> the bungles. <laughs> and just to see him go down like that is just it's sad. I, I've said it time and time again. That the reason why I think Joe Burrow is not going to succeed in the NFL and possibly be a bust 
And I mean, I don't think it's it's because of his talent. I don't yeah. think it's because of him, it's where he is. Yeah. His organization is going to fail him. And that is exactly what happened on the game with Washington. That offensive line failed him. That front office failed him for drafting one offensive lineman in the draft, and that was in the sixth round, who is now yep. their starting right tackle. And then their left side of the, the line only has two or three years of experience because they got him in 2019. Yeah, how do you – Expect to protect your investment. I mean, in Miami, Tua was given everything on that offensive line. And top, look at him. Top picks, <laughs> like guys in free agency. Like, their their offensive line is doing work. They're trying they were, their best to con- to protect Seven and four with yeah. the win today? Yeah. Um, Tua didn't play because he was injured. Mm. But cool. the fits... But it fits. I mean, he is perfect. <laughs> because as long as you protect that ball, you don't turn it over, all your defense is going to get you possessions. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. Joe Burrow is put in the worst spot. Justin Herbert, they both deserve better for different reasons. Yes. But, yeah, Justin Herbert, I'm, I don't understand how Anthony Lynn still has a job. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, come on. Because we gave, we gave Dan Quinn so much hardship for losing those f- those few games earlier in the season. And I know we talk about the Super Bowl in twenty eight to three, but like this year in particular, like the Cowboys game, the Chicago Bears game, it's like we gave him so much grief for those two games, and then he gets fired. He, yeah. He's been there a long time, but he was just like. Like, those games really solidify. It's like, it's just not going to work because that's a discipline thing. That's an execution thing. Yet, we're still living off of the hype of Anthony Lynn from two years ago where he had, like, that 12-4 and record. Yeah. And then ever since then, we've seen one possession, one possession, one One possession. One possession, one possession. And you're on the losing side of every single one of those with a guy that is going to take over this league. Yeah. And he's already doing so. So how can you live with that by saying for so many years, Philip Rivers was the problem. Philip Rivers was the reason why you didn't win many close football games because he did not make good decisions. And now you have the guy that makes good decisions. Yeah, the guy to do it for you. And you're like, huh. So what I'm saying is Anthony Lynn is the Philip Rivers of coaches. Hot take. You heard it here first, folks. Two plus two does <laughs> equal four. let me four. tell you guys something, you bubba bunch. Oh. This guy right here, time and time again, and he can tell you because I either text him or tweet him, the guru, he'll throw out something, and he'll be right. Me? I think he's, I think he's batting about, like, 800. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm very lucky in my predictions, but I am starting to see a pattern. Uh, I was right about the Miami Heat. The Heat. I was right about the Cardinals and the Dolphins. The Dolphins was the one I think that I recently was like, yo, what the I'm so fucking proud. Something about Miami. Maybe I'm a Miami guy. I like Miami. You know, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach. That's what I'm going to do. Hey, nothing but beaches and bitches. And chiquititas. Chiquititas. 
Uh, and then as of like two days ago, Matt Patricia, I was just like, eh, it's time. It's time. And then they're like, huh, this guy's got some. <laughs> Matt, you're out of here. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get a Matt Patricia interview, but hey, it works. Hey, man. Look, man. You know, it's just, I'm just built different. <laughs> there you go. Just build different. I just hope that one day someone sees that and they're like, he's, he's right. Let's give him a job. Right? Hey. Bubble Let's Podcast. Built different. Built diffy. No, God. It, that <laughs> <laughs> to ruin it. Let's go back to the playoff picture. Uh, number three, Tennessee. Gee, I wonder what you think about the Tennessee Titans. To be completely honest, this team was giving me heart attacks. <laughs> yeah, that was that rough, that rough, uh, rough time. But with this win over the Colts, I think now we're gonna have the momentum. The rest of our schedule favorable, pretty, favorable, pretty favorable. You got Cleveland, who? Yep. Uh, <laughs> you got Jacksonville. Yep. Yep. <laughs> now watch out for Mike Glennon, though. Uh, Detroit. Yep. They just lost their head coach, so. <laughs> <laughs> they put up zero against Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Green Bay on Sunday night. Ooh, right after Christmas. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. I'm either going to have another present or I'm not. <laughs> either way, that's that's solid. I think it'll be much like the Colts game. Maybe maybe a few turnovers and it's kind of sloppy at the beginning, but yeah. it ends really really nicely. And then Houston, who's playing good football as of last last week and a yeah, half. Yeah, Houston surprisingly I'm more worried about because, like you said, playing good football. They're coming into their own late in the game, but they are, and we'll see what they give us. Yeah, but um, at number three, I think yeah, Tennessee. They should win the division. We should. The Colts will be on 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 their tail. Yeah, but. You're at least getting a wild card because yeah. two teams are coming out of that division. But I like I like Tennessee. If we if we see another stretch of what Derrick Henry did last year in the playoffs, and we get that again, but Ryan Tannehill's better. Yeah. He's a better, more accurate, better passer this year. And AJ Brown, Corey Davis are really finding their form. Jonu Smith is great as well. We'll see about that defense because really your your main concern is going to be that defense. Yep. But I feel like the way that Mike Vrabel is going to get away with that is by out coaching, yep. and that's what you're going to have to do in this conference because there are plenty of teams opposite of you that yeah. can out coach you. I mean, we're going to have to face Tomlin. <laughs> we're going to have to face Andy Reid if we want to get there. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Buffalo at number four. Is hey, very interesting. I can never count on Allen. That boy. <laughs> that was my that was my concern. I, I I never fully bought into Josh Allen because of his deep ball accuracy and his turnovers. I can see that. And he's definitely improved the deep ball passing. I mean, he's actually really improved on that aspect this year. I think he's like top five in pretty much every category as far as the deep ball goes. But 
I mean, if you're creating turnovers, you're just a, another Daniel Jones, where you have the talent, yeah. you have the the ability to really put up stats and put up numbers. But if you can't take care you of the ball, none, the ball. none of that matters. Got to hold on to the ball. Now, my one of my things about the Buffalo Bills is that they're doing all of this, and they're still what eight and three right now, and, and their losses are bad. Like they just don't make sense, especially against Tennessee. Like on the Thursday night game, yeah. was it Thursday night game or was it Tuesday? Because of the COVID situation, got moved, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, Tennessee is only practicing once, and the Bills yeah. had like over a week to prepare." Yeah, and we still ran it. Up. And Tennessee looked like the team that had plenty of preparation. <laughs> yeah. When I'm looking at some of these losses and even some of these wins, like let's say the Seattle game, like a few weeks ago, where they put up 40. Yeah. I'm looking at their running game, and I'm like, "Where is it?" Like, I was expecting a very similar look from last year of Devin Singletary and Frank Gore, and then now transition it to Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, who is a yeah. much more powerhouse runner. And I'm not getting the same production. I'm getting Josh Allen throwing 80% yeah. of the time. And the rushing attack's only getting maybe 30, 40 yards. I mean, in the game against the, in the, against the Chargers, Singletary had 82. Allen had 32. <laughs> He, I, I like the fact that he uses his legs. But I'm just saying, like the the running game, like 82 yards, 11 carries, but no TDs. How many carries did he have? Uh, Singletary. 11. 11. 11? 82 yards. So what? Averaging eight, eight a rush. But I would like for an attack like that that can utilize the running game very well, control time of possession as well. Like, you yeah. want to get some of these offenses like Kansas City, Pittsburgh, off the field as much yeah. as possible. Keep them off. The Keep field. them off. So you got to control that clock. So you have, I think, the weapons to do so because you have plenty of weapons at the wide receiver position. Like, Cole Beasley, to me, is still, still. still an amazing target, amazing weapon to utilize, especially on those third downs, like second and short, third and short situations. Mm-hmm. And Stefan Diggs is just amazing <laughs> to watch. But you are not utilizing one of the most critical things that are going to get you far into these playoffs when you have Devin Singletary, who has proven that he's a really good running back, and you got Zach Moss, who can control those third and shorts and get you those first downs. And yet you would like to throw more with throw. Josh Allen yeah. because he's a good thrower. It's like that, that's not going to yeah. work out. Especially in yeah. this conference later on in the especially, season. Yeah, especially when you have the coaches opposite of you who are just eat, eat up that strategy. Like, if you're going to plan on winning on a shootout, you're not going to yeah. win. No. You <laughs> can't do it. Because your defense is good enough to stop these offenses. But they need to be fresh. They need to be rested. They can't go in there just like, oh, we got to go on the field again against Patrick Mahomes? Oh, God, here we yeah. go. Like, you can't let that happen. Now question i pose to you do we all get surprised by miami in these playoffs if if they go against pittsburgh i like miami sure. okay really yeah if they go against kansas city i don't okay um you don't think you think their front seven is better than the front seven defensively against the pat the pittsburgh Steelers? Which, like, defensive front like I'd prefer? Or? Like, the offense to seven for Miami. So offensive line to defensive line? Yeah. yeah. 
I think... I think Miami would catch him by surprise. Because, like we talked about, like that really weird game that you play in it with the swagger and the confidence, and then you go yeah. against Miami, you're like, oh, we weren't expecting that. Yeah. And then Emmanuel Alba just, like, destroys Big Ben. <laughs> like, it could happen. Yeah. I'm not saying that the Steelers' offensive line is not good. I just think they, they can catch him by surprise. True. Uh, I think the only team that won't catch Miami, like – or Miami won't catch them off guard as Kansas City, but I feel like Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and Buffalo they can they they can be surprised. I can say that even as Tennessee fan. <laughs> yeah, because I like with the Miami Dolphins they just play a sound game of football. Yeah, they win in every aspect of the game. Offensively, they don't turn the ball over, and they put up good amount of points. Good. Your defense gets you more possessions on offense, and they can create turnovers. But their coverage game. The way they attack the quarterback is really nice. It's a nice combination of everything. And then their special teams, which is not talked about enough. Like, their special teams against, who was it? It was a few weeks ago. I think it was against the Chargers. The Chargers just didn't know what to do. And it just immediately, it's like 14 nothing because they get a punt re- or a punt blocked. And then they yeah. get a touchdown on that, on that play. And I'm like, well, this just, like, I blinked and it's 14 nothing. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense. So, like, a lot of teams underestimate the importance of special teams. But Brian Flores and that team gets it. They understand it. So, if you don't think about special teams at all and you just do a touchback and a five-yard gain on a punt return, what does that do for you? But if you're Miami, you're going to make the most out of every single special team's play. And it shows. So, uh, what about Buffalo? Sold on them? No. <laughs> no. It's going against the powerhouse that is the top three. Which is, I don't see it happening. I, I can believe that, yeah. Like, if I had a choice between Buffalo and Tennessee, I would take Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here comes Cleveland. Yay. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Yeah. My MVP. He's just—I really. Sad is that I really rooted for the guy. <laughs> just so inconsistent. I mean, you're talking about things I was wrong about. <laughs> Baker Mayfield's it. I, I think Baker is the worst one I've had. Because if if no one watched the game today, then you'd you'd completely missed that one play in the red zone where he just just threw a absolute dime to his receiver that was an incomplete but it should have been an easy touchdown because he was wide open with a 10 mile radius oh baker oh baker see the thing so no not not right now no the thing about cleveland is that i love almost everything about this team i think nick chubb is one of the the most complete back in the NFL alongside like Josh Jacobs and you put Derrick Henry and Saquon in there, but I feel like Josh Jacobs and Nick Chubb, I'm like, those are my guys. I take them all day, every day. And Kareem Hunt as their second back, but they utilize them very well. So their, their identity is their running game. Yeah. And even when defenses know this, they still dominate because their (laughs) offensive line is playing really well. But their backs are just incredible. They, 
they really struggle in the passing game, but that's a combination of both quarterback and wide receivers. I don't think Odell would have made much of a difference. I'm not not that I'm not worried. Not sold on the fact that he yeah he wins them games. Yeah, but their defense, Miles Garrett is going to win defensive player Garrett. here. Dude, yes. They have a tremendous front seven, but their secondary, I think next year might be the best in football. Really? Because Grant Delpit's not playing safety right now. He got injured at the beginning of the year. I think torn Achilles. Torn ACL, torn Achilles. So he's going to be back next year. And I thought the Cowboys should have got him at 17. Now, C.D. Lamb's great pick. I love him. But they <laughs> still needed help at safety. Yeah. And Grant Delpit would have tremendously improved that position. But their entire secondary is super talented. I love them. Denzel Ward, not talked about enough. But they are physical. They are hard-hitting. And they're smart. They communicate very well. So that entire unit is really nice. Baker needs to be better. Yes. Kevin Stefanski came in and dramatically switched up that offense to where they they are just so consistent and they just roll. I mean, they get the ball rolling. Once they do, it's over. Yep. And they're scoring points. I don't mind that. But... You, you stay within a possession of the Jaguars, I, I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. believe in you. Yeah, and exactly. When, and you're missing blatant wide-open passes, and you're making bad decisions. I thought that was just a one-year thing, and then he would have just yeah, improved from that. Yeah, you grow out of it. You learn. You learn. He's not learning. He's making commercials out of his ass every week. But he, can't, he has more commercials than, like, <laughs> good actual touchdown passes. That's how bad it is. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm done with Baker. I'm done. Really? Yeah. Was this his third, third year? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean that that's a good time span for me to think of like, all right, do you deserve to be here or not? Whether it's a yeah. coach, a player, it's like two or three years. If you're not in improving every week, then what's yeah. the point? And you're yeah. not improving every week. I can agree with that. So, yeah, I'm, the only fact that I'm not on the Cleveland train right now is because of how bad Baker can be. Yeah. You can have moments of, like, really nice clarity and, like, okay, that's what I want to see out of Baker. But it's too inconsistent. Yeah. That Nick I Chubb agree. ain't going to be enough. Uh, We talked about Miami. So I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm on that train. I love it. And then the Colts. I think we, we've talked about it. It's like uh, Philip Rivers is going to cost them their season. I hate that. Without a doubt. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the hunt teams. I, the I, Ravens I, are the ones I'm most worried about. Oh, I, I'm off. I'm off of them. You're off? I'm done. Why is that? Their defense has been underperforming. They, okay. They've had their injuries, but overall – for what they were supposed to be at the beginning of the season. Just underwhelming, to say the least. Um, and I think most of all, I think my problem with the, the Ravens is their offense. Like, as much as we praised Lamar Jackson last Lamar. year, yeah. like, I, I see the same problem that we saw last year. I've said it time and time again on this podcast. But we get it. You can run the ball. You can run the ball better than anybody in the league. You need to throw. You need to throw to win football games. Yeah. And 
when I watch you against Kansas City, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, and I mean you're third in the AFC North, like that's that's unacceptable, especially with Cleveland. Yeah. It's like when I see you against these teams that you're going to see later on in the playoffs, and in the first quarter, I'm seeing Lamar frustrated, see him just overwhelmed in the pocket where I think he's forcing balls down the field. I don't think that Lamar Jackson's a bad passer. I think he has the ability to throw down the field and to be an accurate quarterback. I just think that they're forcing it onto him. Yeah. And I feel like if that running game's not perfect and they're making him throw the ball to win the game, he's going to be like, ah, it's not my strong suit. Yeah. I think he has the ability to do it, but he doesn't show it. And when you look so flustered and look tired in the first quarter against these elite teams, that hasn't changed from last year. They have been the best running team in the NFL for the last two years now. They are second worst and worst in the NFL in passing. That is unacceptable with the weapons that you have. Yeah, with the team that you have. And a capable quarterback that can throw. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to add on to that? Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> it's that it's the man curse. It's back. <laughs> it just uh, took a while. It, yeah, it just took a while. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is the exception, of course. Of course. But yeah, Baltimore, I, you can make the playoffs, but you go against Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans, not working. Yeah, we do it again. Yeah, it'll be the same exact thing because nothing's changed. Nope. This defense is supposed to be elite. They have the players for it. They have a really good coach. They have the dude, MVP, dude, Lamar Jackson. Calais Campbell, man. Like, when they got him, I was like, oh, wow. Let's go Ravens defense. But nope. They got freaking Yannick Ngakwe for, like, like a club soda in a trade. <laughs> and, and he's been just, eh. Yeah. Like, Patrick Queen has been the best player on that defense alongside, like, Marcus Peters. But even Patrick Queen, in these last few weeks – I'm seeing plays where I'm like, you're getting beat. Like, you're showing your rookie, like, yeah. struggles a little bit. But overall, as a team, that's not on him. That's just the overall, like, yeah. play of the defense. And your offense, like, you can run the ball all you want, but until you can actually throw, I'm not going to take you serious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, last two teams are – because we got to get through the NFC. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, I know. We haven't even um, started. <laughs> uh, Las Vegas and New England. Now, I don't know what the fuck happened in the Las Vegas Raiders today. Yeah. But. You go against one of the worst teams in the league and you get embarrassed. They drop 40 on you. 40. That offense is good. That offense is pretty good. Not that good. <laughs> Did Julio Jones even play? It's insane. Who scored the only touchdown? For the Raiders? Yeah. That's a good question, sir. Uh. Let me, let me try to find it. Let me try to find it. I need to know. Uh, I need to watch this game. I haven't watched uh, any games today. Uh, uh, it was a defensive touchdown. Of course it was. <laughs> 43 to 6. Uh, I think it was a defensive touchdown. None of their offensive players. What the hell? Yeah, Julio Jones didn't even play. No, he didn't. Who the hell is Ito Smith? 
<laughs> that was the leading rusher for the Falcons? Did they not have Todd Gurley either? Guess not. It doesn't look like it. Excuse me? <laughs> I don't I don't understand. I need to watch this game. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch the highlights too, because what is going on? Calvin Ridley. Yeah, only fifty yards. But a touchdown. Not a touchdown. I don't I don't understand that. I really don't understand that. And then, Where did all their points come? Oh, I see it. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, like, the Raiders, like, I think their schedule for the rest of the year is pretty favorable. And that was before the Falcons game, so. Uh, yeah. How much does that hold up? But they have the Jets, the Chargers, the Dolphins, the Broncos, and the, or, and the Colts. So the Broncos, Chargers, and Jets game are winnable. I'm not going to say they're wins because they're winnable. Yeah, and then Dolphins. Yeah. Dolphins and Colts are very interesting matchups. They play so well against the Chiefs that are the arguable favorite to win it all. Yep. And you let up 43 points on the Falcons. Falcons. <laughs> I was praising their defense last week. I think Jonathan Abram played really good football against the Chiefs in both games. And I get that they've been dealing with a lot of COVID situations and then they broke protocol and all that. But... Like I said, Josh Jacobs is one of the most complete backs in the NFL. Derek Carr's underrated. They have good weapons, and their defense has been improving. It's not the best, but I think up front, they've been way better than what people expected. And then he put up 43-6 to against the Falcons. Um, look, in the hunt with Baltimore there and New England there, that means... I'm gonna sell on the on the Raiders. I think I think they're going in the right direction. I think they're definitely a playoff team, but not this year. You're buying the Pats. Oh, I'm buying the Pats. Never left. <laughs> Never left. I'm not fucking leaving. In Bill we trust. In Bill we trust. Look, <laughs> I've gone through some tough weeks. Okay. <laughs> you know I I've been debating. You know just sat in bed middle of the night, I'm like. Should I let go? Should I just give up on the Pats? And I look at that sleeveless hoodie of Bill Belichick, and I'm like, I can never. I'm sleeveless hoodie. I can never. I need to go get some Subway sandwiches now. I can't, man. I can't. I, I mean, they get the win against Arizona today in a very ugly game, but you'll take the ugly game. Hey, like Cam said, I'll take an ugly win over a loss. Very not, yeah, A pretty loss. Pretty, pretty loss. loss. And we're talking about pretty. His outfits are pretty. But, <laughs> Mikey, you know this. I don't like Cam Noon. I know. <laughs> Cam Noon ain't the problem. This team has the foundations to be great. Mm-hmm. Damien Harris, an absolute monster. And they got Sony Michelle back for the first time since like week three. Rex Burke had go goes down last week, but they still have the foundations of their running backs and the running back sets. And of course, James White goes off today for like two touchdowns. I like the receivers; like they're not the star-studded guys that you would like in DeAndre Hopkins or Michael Thomas. Yeah. But I feel like Jacoby Myers has really stepped up. Neil Keel Harry like played so much better than he did last week. He struggled last week. 
really bad. But this week, really improved. It's nice to see him um, do well. And then Demir Bird, just a speedy guy. That's what they need right there. And then they got Dante Moncrief coming out of the practice squad. They're building a nice foundation. I think their offensive line is the biggest thing for me. And they've been on and off for me with the injuries. And, uh, like, sometimes they do really well in protection. Sometimes they just give up just poorly, poorly on plays. I, I can't give up on this defense. I really can't. Like, I think Kyle Duggar is an absolute stud. I love this guy. I love Chase Winovich. I love Stefan Gilmore. Yeah. Like you I get that their pass rush isn't the greatest in the world, but it's Bill. It's Bill. It's Bill, man. I can't. You can never count out Bill, man. They needed to win that game against Houston. They yeah. really needed to. However, at 5 and 6 right now. Oh, man. <laughs> I think the only shot they really have is if they win out What's, what's their schedule? Because I thought the Arizona game was going to be their hardest so far. Let's see here. So they beat Arizona. They face the Chargers, which they – honestly, I think they win that. Uh, the Rams don't care about the Rams. They have to win that game against Miami. I mean, it's a, it's a have-to game. And then Buffalo and then New York. So that would make them what? They're five and six, six and six, seven and six, eight and six, nine and six, ten and six. They would if they win out, they go ten and six. Either Cleveland just shits the bed, <laughs> or Indianapolis just falls out. Yeah. If there's any of those three teams in the hunt, I'm more I'm most confident in New England because I think they can do it. I mean, they have the man to do it, so. And Bill, we trust. And Bill, we trust. Uh, anything you'd like to add on to those? The Raiders or Patriots? Give me something here. I'll take the Raiders, though. Okay. I like yeah. Chucky. I like Derek. I like Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where is it? Where is it? I've been rooting them for forever. Come it's, on. It's nice to see the Raiders do well. Yeah. I think it's really nice to see. Their stadium is just so beautiful. Beautiful. Whenever they do that scenery, like that that look outside of the stadium with like the strip and all that, yeah. I'm like, that thing looks ginormous. But it's such in a beautiful spot. Hey, Chucky does well. <laughs> all right, NFC. We got to do this quick. Holy shit. We're at an hour and 15. What? Yeah, that flew by. Yeah, I said I an hour at the most. Here we are. Here okay. we are again. Okay. At number one for the NFC, New Orleans. Yep. Um, I, I've had the Saints as my favorites in the NFC for the last, like, three years. Because every time that they have the most complete team, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get what they do. I get, like, the... The bad calls that they've had over the years is obviously a talking point. Yeah. But, I mean, Kirk Cousins last year came into the Dome <laughs> and just yeah, just put you to, to bed. They, they put a Nate Robinson on you. <laughs> so I feel like they're – I wouldn't say there's no excuses this year because Drew Brees coming back after like 47 
fractured ribs. Yeah. It's still it's still going, you know. <laughs> the the number keeps getting bigger. Uh collapse long. But like Taysom Hill's getting them wins. That's fine. I don't think their games in the last two weeks have been anything to really look into. It's against bad yeah. matchups. I mean, I, literally Denver doesn't have a quarterback. Yeah. But, I mean, they're they're going to get the number one seed. I don't think it's there's anyone close to it to really uh, debate that. And once they get Drew Brees back, it's nice because for a guy his age and the wear and tear that it does to his body, it's nice for him to get that body back into shape and get that rest. That defense did show up against the Tampa Bucks twice. They did really nice on Mike Evans and those receivers. Their secondary, if they don't give up the big plays, once you get Drew Brees back and he gets Alvin Kamara back into it, I don't, I don't see why the Saints can't make that run. I agree. Um, now, worst comes to worst, you put in Jason Win- uh, James Winston, you eat those W's. Mm. Eat the W's, nine and two, definitely eating up. Uh, yeah, I'm buying. I'm buying the Saints. As will I. Number two, Seattle. I'm out. I'm out too. It's the same thing that happened last year. Seattle yeah. had a really good schedule, and they had the record to show for it. They're like, oh, they're they're going to be contenders. It's like Russell Wilson's playing out of his mind. Well, when you look at the games that they really have to win, they don't win. They yeah. win the easy games. It's the same thing with Cleveland. Cleveland's eight and three, but they're <laughs> They have a losing record against winning record for winning football teams. teams. Yeah. So, so let, let's look at the Seattle like schedule. So you beat Dallas. Great for you. <laughs> you lose to Arizona uh, in overtime. You lose to the Buffalo Bills. You lose to the Rams the week after. You get the win back against Arizona. Mm-hmm. But your other wins consist of Minnesota. Miami. Miami was what was that week? What was this? This was early on in the season. You know, Miami yeah. didn't find themselves, so they weren't the <laughs> team they are now. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, we re- we were really high on that New England Patriots win on Sunday night, but considering what happened after, yeah, you can't really say much. So it's I I feel like it's the same story. It's like you you have to face Philly. You have to face the New York Giants. You have to face the Jets. What? What is the schedule? What is this? Yeah, for a Washington. What is, what is this? And then the Rams and the Niners. <laughs> Whatever. If I'm they gonna, don't win out, they'll win out. That's the, that's the problem. But like, that's when, what it comes, when it comes down to when you have to go against tough competition, the playoff teams. <laughs> it's like that defense that is on record pace to give up the most yards out of <laughs> out of like any team in NFL history. How can I trust that as a number two seed? Yeah. Home field advantage doesn't matter this year. So who, who's scared at playing at Seattle? No one. 12th man isn't there. 12th man isn't there. It's like we just talked about Russell Wilson having to force the ball down the field, and he's making the bad decision because he doesn't trust his defense. Look, I love Pete Carroll, but this is a situation to where there are too many good teams that could come into Seattle and just score a bunch of points on you that you can't keep up with. So they'll make the playoffs. They're a playoff team, but they're not a contender. I agree. Number three, Green Bay. Oh, I, I'm buying. I think Old Man Rogers still has it in him. 
I actually am a big fan of this defense. We, we don't need to talk about that offense. They can stay healthy the rest of the way. Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Alan Lazard. That's enough for me. I, I can yeah. live with that. Their offensive line has had, you know, banged up injuries. So as long as they stay healthy, I'm not worried about the offense. Their defense, their secondary is actually really good. I think they're talented. Jair Alexander is underrated, in my opinion. And they, they like to play a lot of one-on-one, which is scary. But when you have that defensive front with the Smith brothers, who showed up tonight against Chicago Bears. I mean, they're getting defensive turnovers. They're scoring points on defense. This is the type of game where I see, like, if the if the Packers can put up a, a good performance like this overall, no one can stop them. Not yeah. even the Saints. Like, if it's a matter of NFC Championship, Saints, and Packers, I would take the Packers. Because Aaron Rodgers is going to do what he does. What that, he does. Yeah. And, and if that defense can create some Hold turnovers. Hold on, yeah. Then cause there's the whole that there's that whole system of just like bend don't break. That is the epitome of that defense. Like just do not break. And in some games this year they have broken. Yeah. But uh, I mean I can't really knock them for the the Colts game because if it wasn't for the Valdez Scantling fumble, probably would have won that game. Yeah. And then their losses are to Minnesota, who was red hot on offense. And then Tampa, who just played their best game of the year that yeah. Sunday afternoon, I can't really knock them for the for the rest of the the losses. Um, but I feel like they've made up for it. They're they're going through the the motions a little bit when they are struggling. But overall, they can stay healthy. I think they're the best team in the NFC, even at number three. Let's talk about the NFC East. As I like to call it, the kids who eat paint. Here we go. God bless. At four and seven, we have the remarkable New York Giants at number four. With the Washington football team. Tied with them. Tied with them. A team that has no name is in the hunt to be in the playoffs. And then we have... The Philadelphia Eagles, who are one game behind. And then we have the Cowboys that are a game behind as well. So every team in this division has a chance to win. And that is the sad story, ladies and gentlemen. Doesn't matter who makes it out of there. They're not making it past their first round. I'm not watching that game. You're telling me that... Oh my god! Imagine we get Seattle versus whoever comes out of the NFC, and then the like the Seahawks just just bombard them, and you're like, and you get the people that are like Seahawks are gonna win it all. Seahawks are gonna go. Oh god, oh god! But imagine they go against the Packers. Give me Philly versus Green Bay. I whatever it is for the minus for Green Bay, I'm taking it. Taking it. Don't care. Absolutely don't care. Look, I think the Giants are winning this division. I think a lot of people just like forgot about them with the Eagles and the Cowboys. Yeah. After winning one game in like a month, we somehow think that the Cowboys are going to still make the Super Bowl. But out of any team that I'm confident in in the NFC or out of the NFC East, look, 
I'm not saying confidence as in I have a, a large amount of confidence. Like a lot of it. Like, what's the tiniest thing I have in my room? Whip it up. Hey, now. <laughs> it's a PG. But uh, uh, imagine that. <laughs> but tinier. <laughs> I mean, micro like level. That's how much confidence I have of any team that comes yeah. out of the NFC East. But yeah. I think the Giants win it because... I think they're the most complete team out of any team in the NFC East. But that's all I got to say about that. That's where we'll leave that. Uh, I'm actually intrigued to hear about the the Rams for you. Because I have many people thinking that they're a, a really good football team and they're going to make it far. I do not agree with that at all. I'm with you just because of the games they've dropped. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on. When half of your wins are against the NFC East? Yeah. Who we're big fans of, as of, <laughs> yeah. like, a minute ago. And, yes, you beat the Pack or the, the Bucks on Monday night. Yeah. Congratulations. They put up no points in the first half against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They look terrible. We'll get to the Bucks in a minute. I – their defense is good. I like their defense. Aaron Donald's a beast. Aaron Donald's still, yeah, still Aaron Donald. But I, I, I just don't. I mean, you let like, you beat the Hawks, but like we've been saying, it's like the, this past few games for the Hawks haven't been anything. Like I, I think they're the third best team in the NFC West, mm-hmm. and that's that's saying something because I'm not sold on the Seahawks, and the Cardinals do have their struggles with the penalties and their undisciplined yeah. play. So, like, to say that you're the third best team, that that's not a compliment. At all. There's just something missing about that team. I don't get it. It's just something. Something. I'm looking like, at these it... games, and I'm saying, like, you got to sell me. You got to prove to me that, like, you're yeah. legit. Like, blow these teams out. Give me like, a statement you're... win. Yeah, you're not. You're giving me wins against the Philadelphia Eagles. And, yeah, and the Cowboys. That was their biggest, their biggest win margins were the Eagles and the Washington football team. Good for you. <laughs> you're you're going to beat the Pop Warner kids down the block <laughs> by like 50? Congratulations. I, I'm i missing something. And I don't know if it's yeah. Jared Goff because I look at Jared Goff. I'm like, okay, he makes, makes good decisions. And then some plays I'm like, you got paid $100 million? I mean, he had two picks today and no touchdowns. Oh. And that's that's the thing is that like you'll get Jared Goff that scores yeah. four touchdowns or four interceptions. That there's no in between. I like the running backs. I like their committee that they have. Mm-hmm. If they have Andrew Whitworth on the line, then they'll have good protection and their wide and receivers like, are great. I like Cooper Cup. They're they're the way that they utilize Cooper, Robert Woods, and Josh Reynolds, and then they you're not even mentioning Tyler Higby. Yeah. Like they have a solid group, and their defense is stat wise one of the best in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, they're right there with the Colts as far as yards per game for turnover margin, but something's missing. Something's not clicking in LA. And I hate to say that because I love Sean McVay as their coach. Yeah. But I feel like that fire and that like intimidation factor of, oh, we got to go against Sean McVay, the genius of the That's Los insane. Angeles Rams, isn't yeah. there anymore. Yeah, and I would agree. So I I think they're a good football team, but 
but I don't think they're at the level of making a Super Bowl. No, they won't make a run. Yeah. Um, at number six, I feel like we can say the same thing about Tampa. They've just been so so inconsistent this year. And again, I love your I loved your tweet today. <laughs> I was about to say it. I think you're the one yeah. that liked it. <laughs> yeah, I love that tweet because yeah, like Tampa. What was it? Say it. Say it. It was like the, the Bucks are that girl that's beautiful, gorgeous, but she has no personality. There it is. On paper, oh, she's a wife. Beautiful. She, you, give, you give her the yeah. ring, literally and metaphorically. You give that one a ring, <laughs> and then you you see the eye test, and you're like, "Oh, this is why I didn't text this you back." This is why you're still single. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not buying at all, at all. Dude, the stats are so deceiving. Yeah. Especially <laughs> on that defense. I mean, Todd Bowles has is coaching very well with this group. And in no way, shape, or form should this defense struggle. Last week against Carolina, they put up 46, 46. gave up 16. 23. 23, sorry. Um, what was the other game? They beat the Packers in a very dis- like decisive win. Yeah, yeah. They punched the Packers in the mouth. And then you see them against... The Giants on Monday night, where they almost lost that football game. Ease them, yeah, ease by them. Not ease by them, but like, you know what I mean? Barely. Yeah. You lose to the Rams on Monday night and you look bad. Eddie sent me this tweet to where he put up the stats for Tom Brady's uh, deep pass accuracy, and it is the worst in the NFL. I mean, like, accuracy wise, um, passer rating, completions, it's, it's the worst. And watching that game today, I think Tony Romo did a, a phenomenal job of explaining why this team has the talent and the potential to win Super Bowls. But the reason why they're struggling is because Bruce Arians has a very stubborn look on his offense and his system. Yeah. And they showed up that graphic of like first year that quarterbacks learn the system where they have to learn Bruce Arians' way. And you got guys like Tim Couch, <laughs> uh, Carson Palmer, Carson, uh, Jameis Winston, and who was the other one? Uh, Andrew Luck, of course. And every single one of those guys had a lot of interceptions that year. I mean, Jameis Winston had 30. One of them had 22. One of them had 16. It's like, okay, it is a learning curve for this offense. And I, I guess that stubbornness of Bruce Arians – I think it's nice to have that stubbornness once in a while about certain things where like, you're going to learn it this way or we're not going to succeed. Yeah. And it's hard to do that with Tom Brady because you you think like, Oh, well, you know, everything like you can just switch it on a dime and you can learn any system because you're Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady. And when he's like putting out these comments of like, that's on the quarterback, he's not playing well. And he's like, it's not criticism. It's just honesty. I'm like yeah. that's a that's a very hard thing to it's do. Very gray line, yeah. It's it's borderline like that's bad bad criticism. But I think he has a, a right to say that. It's like, look, it's Tom Brady. He should learn these things better than most other quarterbacks. And I don't yeah. think James Winston would have done a, a better job of this. Mm-hmm. But if we go from Tom Brady in New England that did a lot of checkdowns, that did a lot of underneath throws. And he lo- that's why he loved guys like Wes Walker, Julian Edelman, 
uh, Danny Amendola because those guys don't go deep. He, yeah. he didn't have an Antonio Brown. He didn't have like the Mike Evans. All he had was Randy Moss a few years. Yeah. And I mean, that's Randy Moss. So it's an exception. <laughs> but this year when you're going deep a lot more and you're not running the ball as much, that's a very like just a very hard adaption or if that's yeah. even a word, ad- adapting way for Tom Brady to, to go on from new England to Tampa. Yeah. And he's got to learn everything or he's got to know everything about the defense after the snap. He doesn't, yeah. they don't do motion. They don't do pre-snap. He learns everything as the play's going on. And even for a guy like that, that's hard to do. Yeah. You could be the greatest. It's still yeah. hard. But that explains a lot of why Scotty Miller at the beginning of the season had great games because he fit the mold of what he had in New England. Yeah. He fit the mold of a Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, or Chris Hogan because he was small, low center of gravity. You just send him on a five-yard out route, he get the first down because that's what Tom Brady's used to. And yeah. then when you see him throwing 50 yards down the field to Antonio Brown and it's like 10 yards to the sideline, <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, maybe we shouldn't do that again. <laughs> but he's throwing to double coverage, and I feel like he's forcing the ball. But then we're not also giving it to the three guys that you got in, or two guys that you got in the offseason, Leonard Fournette and uh, Shady McCoy, yeah. and you're not using Ronald Jones that often. It's like, I, it can't, you can't put it all on him. You can't put it all on him because part of that's coaching. And I feel like when we're in week 12, week 13, those communication issues with the wide receivers and those little bad habits that were at the beginning of the season, they're not gone yet. That's yeah. a problem. Problems, big problems. So I think they're gonna they're gonna be their own worst enemy. Yep. Going down they're the stretch, they'll shoot themselves in the foot. Absolutely, because they absolutely have the talent to win a Super Bowl, but they are losing these games because they're killing themselves, and you can't go out there against the Kansas City Chiefs, who are gonna score on pretty much every drive possible, and you go three and out three straight times. You cannot do that. You cannot have Patty Holmes on the field that much. You cannot do that, even with that defense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last wild card, Arizona Cardinals. I f- Dude, they were my favorites in the beginning. <laughs> They're so fun to watch. They're the most entertaining team in football. Yeah. That receiving core is just ridiculous. I, I think that that defense has been more fun to watch than that offense. As, mu- as much as you want to, like, praise that offense – I think watching Buda Baker is one of my favorite things to watch in the NFL. He's everywhere. He's he's just, like whenever you see a tackle, it's like Buda Baker's in that area, or he's <laughs> he's putting that big hit. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing. It's like they're going to shoot themselves in the foot in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I, I know they're very close to that borderline of in the hunt yeah. and, and and making the wild card. Yeah, penalties will be theirs. They lead the league in penalties, and today against the New England Patriots, they got out coached. Yeah. That's the problem with Cliff Kingsbury. And that's the reason why he didn't win a lot of football games in Texas or at Texas Tech is because he got outcoached by a lot of these other teams in the Big 12, even with Patrick Mahomes. And when you go against Bill Belichick, Cliff Kingsbury, <laughs> who's young, who's just like offensive minded, that, I mean, he, he's what making his first stint as a head coach in the NFL. It's like that's. That's kind of the struggles you have to deal with. Is that you got to learn the hard truth. And Bill will teach you some things. He will teach you some things. 
So you got outcoached, but those penalties, they cost them the game against Seattle last week. I mean, 10 penalties for 118 yards. You're not going to win football games like that. And if it wasn't for that, they played bad too offensively. So yeah. they're, they're going to shoot themselves in the foot. If they're on track, if they're on the right note, this team's dangerous. Yep. They are the most dangerous team in this division or in the in the conference. And I know they're six and five right now. They definitely need that win against the Rams next week. But it's it's like you don't want to be sold on the Arizona Cardinals completely because they do have the struggles and they're apparent. But man, you want to see them ball out. Yeah, you want to see you want to see it ball out. Uh there's a lot of people in the hunt. And I don't like any one of them. <laughs> Like even at the bottom, with the Cowboys, they're three and eight. They still have a chance. Uh, Chicago, I don't care at no. all. I don't care. We all know the issues. Yeah. Minnesota huh? is hard. Very. It's hard to say whether or not Minnesota is legit. Like they're not going to win Super Bowls, but I'm just talking about making the playoffs. Making the playoffs. They can make the playoffs. They have, I think yeah. out of any team in the hunt, they have the best chance to make the biggest impression in the playoffs mm-hmm. because their offense is that good. I'm never going to count out that offense scoring points. Ridiculous. But their defense, it, it, they're too young. Mm-hmm. They don't have the stars anymore. They, they had a lot of departures, a lot of injuries. Like... I think their secondary is good for, for their age. Like Harrison Smith has done a good job of leading that young group of guys. Jeff Gladney from TCU, he's doing really well for being a rookie. And then up front, it's like you got Eric Kendricks leading the way. And even without Daniil Hunter or Everson Griffin, they, they actually do a pretty good job of, of getting to the quarterback. So if they can do that, Justin Jefferson is going to get over 100 yards receiving. Yeah. Dalvin Cook's going to get over 100 yards rushing. Kirk Cousins, you just don't have to screw up. Yeah, just don't Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like they, they can make the playoffs. But other than that, yeah. I just – they'll be bouncing the first round probably. Yep, I agree. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it. So, who do you have in the Super Bowl right now? As much as it pains me. Chief <laughs> Saints. I'm going to go Chiefs-Packers. I like Packers as a very strong second. Yeah. I like I think I'd be more intrigued with the matchup of Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes than I would be for Drew Brees. I agree. I think Drew Brees is is done after this year. Yeah, ring or not. Ring or not. Yeah. I I think this injury, like, really takes a toll on him. hey, I'm old. (laughs) Damn right. And uh, we don't have the excuse really anymore of like Tom Brady. It's like he's playing at such an elite level. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's not his body giving up. Yeah. But no. I don't know. I just Drew Brees is is hard because you see the accuracy and you see the completion percentage, the pass rate, and it's like, oh, it's all great. Mm-hmm. Just not. As much as I was like five years ago, if you would have told me Drew Brees. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's Jameis Winston. Maybe it's getting to me. Maybe it's growing on me. <laughs> you want to eat those W's. I want to eat those W's. 
I, I mean, Taysom Hill is okay. Yeah, he's but, there just for the. Just I, I think it's actually great that this happened. I don't want to say blessing in disguise because, like, Tony Dungy said it about Dak Prescott, and <laughs> guess how that worked <laughs> out. But it's like with Drew Brees going out, it's very similar to last year with Teddy Bridgewater. It's like that adrenaline rush, but it's different this year with Taysom Hill because it opens up the playbook a little bit more. A lot more. Yeah. Of like read option and, like, wildcat. It's like, overall, he's not going to throw 60 yards down the field like he's mm-hmm. had at home. <laughs> but in the red zone, like, you are scared to go against the yeah, Saints. because you he, don't know what they're going to throw at you. Like, he can run at any time. Drew Brees can't. <laughs> no. So you just run a QB draw, like, the defense is going to be like, we, that was, like, one of five plays they could have ran on us yeah. on that play, and we would have never <laughs> known. So I think it's a nice adrenaline rush. He'll get them good wins like Teddy Bridgewater did last year. And then once Drew Brees comes back, it's like, oh, okay, now we're back to ourselves. Yeah. Otherwise, it's Jameis Winston, and we get a playoff run of, like, 20 touchdowns and 20 interceptions. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. All right. Uh, what are we at? Probably an hour and a half. Dear God, we're almost at two hours. It's 1130. Yep. I'm done. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm not hungry. I'm just tired. I took a nap during the Chiefs game, as anyone would. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a uh, been a long week. Been uh, it's a weird day for the NFL. <laughs> I gotta watch some of these games tomorrow to yeah. do winners and losers. That'll be fun. Uh, I gotta come up with my new prediction, man. I need a new hot take. You need a new one. I need a new one because you guru. Know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain it. <laughs> Just a little magic, a little Fitz magic. Just, just built different. Just built different, you know? Uh, but, yeah, I, I think we're going to finish it up. All right. All right, Mikey. Well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast once again. Um, we got to do it again sooner. Because yeah. it's, it's been, like, months since we last got you on. And, uh, it's been a minute. Yeah. I feel like right now we're just we're pumping them out as far yeah. as podcasts go. You really are, man. I'm going, man. This new job's helped me out. Cause all, Good, man. I mean, it's like an easy job. Like, literally, I'll just go up to people's houses and drop off packages, and they're like, don't work too hard. I'm like, Haha, I don't. I don't. I don't. And I'll get for, like, two or three, and then I'll just like, all right, we can do, like, three podcasts today. Yeah. And I'm like, that's f- phenomenal. Like, I don't regret leaving Best Buy, especially during, like, right oh, now. Especially right now. Like, I-, I went in earlier in the week, uh, like, on Monday for-, for the Thanksgiving week, and I just saw, like, I couldn't see over, like, certain areas because it was just bulk stacks of like microwaves yeah. and tvs and i was like yeah no no thank you i was like especially not this year nah. I, I was like Dang you can have a good day, day sir your tv sucks on black friday <laughs> so like, you paid for shit but uh yeah so um we're at 88 subscribers right now on youtube nice so, get that 100 i gotta get to that 100 man um by the end of the year hopefully but We'll see what happens. Um, I think with the playoffs coming up, we'll do like more streams mm-hmm. for like live or like watch-alongs. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then our audio platforms are doing really well. I think we're like at a th- like thirteen hundred listens overall. Nice. I was like crazy when I found that out. But yeah, things are going well. So I hope that we can get you on some more podcasts later on. Of course. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this longer podcast. 
I know I did. But uh, we'll see you next time on the Bubble Let's Sports Podcast. Yeah, hold on. Tell me who's your top five quarterbacks right now, dead or alive, huh? And how much do you care about a ring if the best player got carried by the team? Mm. Now, would you lose if it been a better draft pick? And do you cut?